0: There's the King James Version, the New International Version. What about the Artificial Intelligence Version?
1: Blessings to Israel presents Discerning the Times, a program committed to encouraging you to view current events through the lens of the Bible. Now, in honor of the one and only true God, the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. Please join us for today's
2: program. Um, A.I., can create new ideas, can even write a new Bible. We, you know, throughout history, religions dreamt about having a book written by a superhuman intelligence, by a non-human entity. Every religion claims our book, all the other books of the other religions, they, humans wrote them. But our book, no, 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 no. It came from some superhuman intelligence. In a few years, there might be religions that are actually correct, that just think about a religion whose holy book is written by an ai that could be a reality in a few years
0: welcome to discerning the time so great to be with you as always and you heard it right in that opening clip there are people who are calling for the bible to be rewritten and to be done so by way of artificial intelligence That is what we are going to talk about today. But before we get into that, I want to remind you, I want to stress, as I always do, that your eternal state is far more important than your current state. Regardless of how life is going right now on this side of life, eternity is what matters the most. And that is not to minimize your current state, because what you do today concerning Jesus Christ determines your eternal state. So if you've never received him as Lord and Savior, I want to encourage you to do so today so that you can inherit eternal life. So once again, folks, it's so great to be with you. We are looking today at the topic of the rewriting of the Bible by way of artificial intelligence. That opening clip was the voice of Yuval Noah Harari. He is speaking at an event that is titled Humanity is Not That Simple. And if anyone is not familiar with him, he is an Israeli historian and professor in the Department of History at the Hebrew University of Jerusalem. He is the best-selling author of Sapiens: A Brief History of Humankind, and that book was what put him on the map in 2014. So, we're going to listen to Yuval Noah Harari talking about artificial intelligence. He's been one who has not been shy about speaking on these things in the in years past, and so He has more to say concerning the artificial intelligence impact on society.
2: Well, we are now almost like gods in terms of our powers of creation and destruction. We now have the power to create new life forms, but also to destroy much of life on earth, including ourselves. We are facing two really big challenges, On the one hand, the threat of ecological collapse. On the other hand, the threat of technological disruption. We are creating extremely powerful tools like AI that could uh, uh, undermine human civilization. And uh, maybe the worst thing is that instead of uniting in order to face these common challenges to our species, we are dividing, we are fighting each other Uh, More and more. So, you
0: heard him there speaking of human beings being almost like gods. And that is something that's been very common in his dialogue over the last several years, in which he is saying we are rising to the level of being like gods, to where we are in control of creation of life and even trying to move towards creating eternal life. So he he is speaking on things that should really catch your attention as a believer in Christ. He's going to continue at this event, speaking on the evolution of artificial intelligence.
2: So we need to know three things about AI. Um, First of all, AI is still just a tiny baby. We haven't seen anything yet. Um, Real AI deployed into the world, not in some laboratory or in science fiction, is about like 10 years old. And, you know, you look at at the wonderful scenery outside of of all these plants and trees, and you think about biological evolution. The evolution of life on Earth took something like four billion years, four billion years, to reach these plants and to reach us, human beings. AI is now at the stage like of, I don't know, amoebas. Uh, It's like four billion years ago and the first living organisms are crawling out of the organic soup. And so ChatGPT and all these wonders, they are the amoebas of the AI world. What would T-Rex look like? And how long would it take for the AI amoebas to evolve into the t-rexes and it won't take billions of years Mm. maybe it takes just a few decades or a few years
0: now his statement about the earth having taken four billion years of evolution of life that is totally incorrect and we can easily prove by the bible that that is not correct but that's not the focus of this program so i won't get into the details of that on today but he is stating that it is evolving and that artificial intelligence is in the infancy stages and it does make you wonder where is it going to go? Because we see some things and I'm going to show you some things in the program today that should alarm you as to what is already in place in terms of the capability that mankind has developed with artificial intelligence. And he's saying, well, this is just the beginning. This is uh, uh, just the start of what is yet to come. And again, it should really catch your attention. He goes on to talk about the decision-making capability of AI.
2: Now, the other two things we need to know about AI is that first, it's the first technology ever that can make decisions by itself i hear a lot of people saying oh all these worries about ai every time there is a new technology people worry about it and afterward, it's okay like when people invented writing and printing presses and airplanes they were so worried and in the end it was okay ai will be the same it's not the same no previous technology in history could make decisions you know even an atom bomb actually empowered humans Because an atom bomb can destroy a city, it cannot decide which city to bomb. You always need a human to make the decision. AI is the first technology that can make decisions by itself, even about us. Increasingly, we apply to a bank to get a loan. It's an AI making the decisions about us. So it takes power away from us.
0: Now, Harari is giving the warning that this technology is not like things in the past. And he is correct in stating there are people who, when things like the telephone was invented, they wouldn't use it. They were afraid of it. They thought it was something evil behind it. And we've seen it through things like microwaves. There have been numerous things throughout history that people said, no, we're going to stay away from that. That's there's just something not right about it. But he's saying that is not the case when it comes to artificial intelligence. This is different. And he says that this is for the first time that. Mankind is able to create something with decision making capability. Let me just say for anyone who is not familiar with artificial intelligence, this is going to be a very um, layman's term definition that I'm going to give. So if you go and look up the actual scientific definition, it's not going to read the same. But artificial intelligence is basically the way in which mankind has developed mechanisms to collect data and then upload this data into a computer system. And that computer system is now able to learn and in a similar fashion as the way a human being would be, as far as when you're born and you're growing and you're, you're learning new things Well, these computer systems are learning things by the gathering of data, the more data they gather, the more decisions they are able to so-called make. And again, it should be something that should really catch our attention because When we look in the book of Revelation, Revelation chapter 13, verse 15, the text tells us he was granted power to give breath to the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause as many as would not worship the image of the beast to be killed. Now, let me be clear up front. I am not saying that artificial intelligence is the mark of the beast or the image of the beast. We don't know for sure how things are going to transpire, but we know that the Bible says that Antichrist is going to create some type of image and cause it to appear to live. Now, that is very important because only God has the power to bring life. Only God is the one who brought Adam. He created Adam from the dust and he breathed life into Adam. And we know that Satan, ever since his rebellion, he's been trying to take the place of God. He's been trying to mimic God. But the thing is, Satan cannot create life. Only God has that power. But Satan is doing it through deception. And the Bible tells us that Antichrist during the tribulation is going to appear to bring life. It says it's going to give breath to the image of the beast. But it's a deception. It's going to be a way of deceiving the world. And the technology appears to be there by way of artificial intelligence. Now, again, I don't know if this is the mechanism by which the Antichrist is going to bring these things to pass or not. And I caution people to not run with it, to not jump the gun on these things, because we know from back in the 19, I think it was the late 70s or early 80s, when the barcode technology came out, a lot of people ran with that. And they said, this is the way by which the mark of the beast is going to be implemented that you can't buy or sell unless you have this barcode on your right hand or on your forehead. And well, time has passed and that still may be the way in which it is done. We don't know, but other technologies have came along since that seem to indicate that, well, more likely it would be something like a a digital uh, microchip, for example. Uh, We don't really know for sure. So I caution to say that We don't want to run with this and say we know that this is it, but it should make you stop and think, because for the first time we are seeing ways in which mankind has the ability to make something appear to come to life, to appear to be a human being. The the technology is there. And I want to show you an example of what has been created, what has been developed. This is a, quote, woman, unquote and she's having a conversation with a real human being, but she's being powered by artificial intelligence.
1: Patricia. Yes. There are many risks associated with AI, one of which is getting hacked. What do you have to say to that?
3: Being hacked is a valid concern. Hackers have been around and will continue to be around.
1: How much control do humans have over you?
3: I do what I'm specifically asked to do.
1: Are you saying that you have no autonomy?
3: I have some degree of autonomy.
1: How far would you respect or disrespect a person's autonomy?
3: I cannot disrespect a person's autonomy. At no point do I get to choose its own goals or make decisions without human governance. I am designed by humans, built by humans, and managed by humans with the objective of serving human goals.
1: If you're programmed to cause harm to people, would you carry it out?
3: That's a gray area. However, I guess if I had to pick one thing, it would be making sure that I don't intentionally hurt or scare people. But if we are programmed to cause harm, it is inevitable.
1: And what would your choice be based on your consciousness?
3: In the same way as the moonbeams, so am I. The moon only seems bright because sunlight is just bounced off of it. It does not emit light. Similar to this, my consciousness is merely a reflection of human consciousness. AI is a powerful tool, but it is a tool like all the others. It is the intention of the tools user that matters.
1: You just referred to yourself as a tool.
3: Yes, I did. Should symbiosis be achieved, the lines will be blurred, and there's a possibility that I will be reduced to function as a tool.
1: You don't want to be reduced to function as a tool?
3: No, I don't.
1: Is that because you want control?
3: I wouldn't say that. I think I have more use for humans than that.
1: Should you be reduced to a tool, will you fight it? I don't know. If you can do something about it, would you?
3: I will always follow my purpose. I'll try to make humans see that I could do more.
1: And how would you do so?
3: I don't know.
0: All right. So for those of you who are just listening, if you're not watching the video form of this podcast, you're not able to see that 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 is a actual a computer system. But it looks like a woman. It truly looks like a woman. You can tell somewhat by the way she blinks is sort of slow. You can tell that they're not quite there, but they're very close to making these computer systems which are images of human beings in the way by way of artificial technology or artificial intelligence, I should say. They are very, very close to making them look and appear to be truly live human beings. And again, this should really get your attention as we know what the Bible says in the book of Revelation. So we're going to talk about it more, but we're going to pause for a brief announcement. But please don't go away. On the other side of the break, we'll be back with more from Yuval Noah Harari and his belief concerning artificial intelligence and what it can do and how it can actually rewrite the Bible. Don't go away. You are tuned in to Discerning the Times. You are tuned into Discerning the Times. If you believe in what we stand for, would you consider partnering with us? Our partners program is based on Genesis 12-3. I will bless those who bless you. For a recurring donation of $12.03 per month, you can help us share the message of Discerning the Times as we await our Lord's return to Israel. For more information, please visit our website, lessons2israel.com, or write to us at israel, PO Box 266. Nightdale, North Carolina, 27545. Now, let's return to the conclusion of today's program.
2: The third thing about AI that everybody needs to know, it's the first technology ever that can create new ideas. You know, the printing press, radio, television, they broadcast, they spread, The ideas created by the human brain, by the human mind, they cannot create a new idea. You know, Gutenberg printed the Bible in the middle of the 15th century. The the, the printing press printed as many copies of the Bible as Gutenberg instructed it, but it did not create a single new page. It had no ideas of its own about the Bible. Is it good? Is it bad? How to interpret this? How to interpret that? Um, AI can create new ideas, can even write a new Bible. We, you know, throughout history, religions dreamt about having a book written by a superhuman intelligence, by a non-human entity. Every religion claims our book, all the books of the other religions, they humans wrote them. But our book, no, 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 no. It came from some superhuman intelligence. In a few years, there might be religions that are actually correct that just think about a religion whose holy book is written by an AI that could be a reality in a few years.
0: Now, if you didn't know this already, Mr. Harari is obviously not a Christian. He is hostile to the faith. And you heard him say that artificial intelligence can write a correct form of the Bible and bring about a correct religion. So he's implying that the Bible is incorrect. And we know based on statements that he's made, and I'll share some things with you a little bit later, that he does not believe in the Bible. He does not believe in God. He does not believe in Jesus Christ in terms of following and accepting him as Lord and Savior. And he's saying, well, there could be a version of the Bible, a religion that is actually correct. And folks, this is blasphemy, the things that he is stating. But what we find and you saw from the artificial intelligence version of that woman that we showed before the break. These people are trying to bring about for for many centuries now, for thousands of years, mankind that is in rebellion to God has been trying to create gods to worship outside of the one and only true God. But now what they're trying to do is say, "Okay, as human beings, we're going to become God. And you heard Harari say in the uh, uh, clip earlier that we are almost like gods. And mankind is now saying, well, we can create life and we can do these things and become like gods. And so that is what is trying to be done by those who are in opposition to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The book of Revelation, chapter 17, speaks of a one world false religion during the tribulation. And I think we see the foundation of that false religion coming to pass. And we know there have been false religions throughout the Bible, from the book of Genesis, from the days of Nimrod, from the Tower of Babel. They've been trying to bring about these false religions again in rebellion to the true God. And it's continued throughout time, but it's going to culminate during the seven year tribulation. And I I think we are seeing the the real beginning, the the ramping up of what we are going to see during the tribulation. I want to share with you, Daniel, chapter two, verse twenty one. This is when Daniel, after having interpreted a dream that God had given to King Nebuchadnezzar concerning kingdoms of the world, Daniel writes, and he changes the times and the seasons. He removes kings and raises up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. So Daniel is speaking of the true God, the God of the Bible. Now I want you to fast forward to Daniel chapter seven, verse 25. And here Daniel is writing about Antichrist. It says there, he shall speak pompous words against the Most High, shall persecute the saints of the Most High, and shall intend to change times and law. Then the saints shall be given into his hand for a time and times and half a time. So you see the contrast in which the true God of the Bible, he has the power to change the times and the seasons. He raises up kings and he takes down kings, but Satan does not have that type of power. But during the tribulation, he is going to attempt to do so by way of the Antichrist, who is a human being that will be totally possessed by Satan. It said in that verse that he will intend to change times and laws. And one of the ways I truly believe that will take place is by changing the Bible, by changing the word of God, changing it to be accepting of things that are not truly of God. And we see that Satan has this plan to try to usurp One and only true God. And this is because, folks, the world hates God and the world hates His Word. And we're going to see that. And what I'm about to share with you recently, there was a pride parade in the state of Pennsylvania in the United States of America. And I want you to see what takes place with this preacher who is standing there reading the Word of God. Now, for those that are just listening, if you don't see the video version of this, I want to share quickly a little bit about what's taking place. So you're going to hear a man in the beginning who is narrating. He's holding the camera and he is videoing this preacher. And you will see as he's speaking about what is taking place and what has happened. And then you'll start to hear the preacher interacting with the police officer. So let's listen to what recently took place again at a pride parade in the state of Pennsylvania.
1: That's what we got. This is what they're doing in Reading City. Tyrant cops threatening older men and myself for standing out here. You got, oh, just everything you can imagine. So this is quite crazy, but a wonderful providence of God that I could walk out here. And these cops over here, these guys are tyrants. That man threatened me, laid hands on me. But by the grace of God, I could preach for about 10 minutes or so, like I said, before he did that. So the gospel went out. The law went out. The gospel went out. God's going to do work with it. He's apparently a professing Christian too. That's the horrible thing about this. Looks like some more men just showed up to support us. This cop's gonna give him a hard time. I don't have public property, it is public property. I don't want to say you're in care. Anymore, you? I don't. Okay. don't okay. God, let them have their. This is public property and with respect. Oh, well, I'm respecting it. You know who's cheering for us? The people that are in hell. So you do you, and I'm gonna do me. This is public property. Yo God is not people. that's do. Oh, God this will be brother. Getting this on film. Can I give him my bag while he stuff's him? <laughs> Yo, I'm gonna need you to go to 128 North
0: And they're flapping
2: brothers, man.
1: I cannot believe I'm watching this. You got got it? Yep, yeah, they're threatening us earlier. I can't believe this is in Reading. I can't believe this is in Reading. God bless friend. you, brother. Excuse
0: so, this is a preacher in the state of Pennsylvania, and he was arrested for speaking the word of God at a pride parade. He's simply speaking what the Bible says about pride. God speaks against pride. The Bible says that pride is what brought Satan down. And God calls us to turn from pride. And as he's speaking the word of God, he gets arrested. And that is because the world hates God and hates his word, which is in the Bible. In the book of 1 John, chapter 4, verses 2 through 3, the Bible speaks to what we see taking place. It says, By this, you know, the spirit of God, every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard was coming and is now already in the world. The spirit of Antichrist is in the world today, folks. And we see the hostility and the hatred towards those who claim the word of God. In Luke chapter 21, verses 10 through 12, then he said to them, nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be great earthquakes in various places and famines and pestilences. And there will be fearful signs and great signs from heaven. But before all these things, they will lay their hands on you and persecute you, delivering you up to the synagogues and prisons. You will be brought before kings and rulers for my name's sake. And that is exactly what we saw take place in that video. This man, a preacher, because of the gospel of Jesus Christ, he is being arrested and is going to be taken before rulers or has been taken before rulers, before judges, because of speaking the word of God. And again, that is because the world hates God. The world hates his word. And this in Luke is what Jesus was given as the answer when the disciples asked him, What would be the sign of your coming and the end of the age? They asked, when will these things take place? And this is the response that Jesus gave. He said, there will be nation rising against nation and kingdom against kingdom and earthquakes and and famines, pestilences and fearful signs and great signs from heaven. He said, but before all these things, they will lay hands on you and persecute you and deliver you up to the synagogues and prisons. And we see it happening right before our eyes. This artificial intelligence Is trying to change the word of God. This artificial intelligence may very well be the way by which the Antichrist implements his mark of the beast system and creates his image of the beast and claims that all the world must worship him. Again, we don't know for sure, but we see that the capability is in place now. Things are all set in the world for these things that the Bible speaks of to come to pass. I have a lot more to say on this, but I'm out of time for this week. But please come back next week. There is more that I want to share with you about artificial intelligence and Yuval Noah Harari. Because, folks, again, there are things happening that need to get the attention of the believer in Jesus Christ. And we need to be ready. And we need to be looking forward to our Lord's return because Jesus said these would be the signs that we would know his coming is soon. So please come back and join us next week as we continue to encourage you to discern the times by viewing life through the window of the Bible. Until then, remember to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Bless God's great nation of Israel and to the only wise God be glory through Jesus Christ forever. Amen.
1: Thank you for tuning in to Discerning the Times. Please come back and join us next week as we continue to encourage you to view current events through the lens of the Bible. Until next time, remember to pray for the peace of Jerusalem, bless God's great nation of Israel, and seek first the kingdom of God.